Hello there. I hope you are taking action and living a courageous life. Today, I want to talk to you about something that, hey, it might not seem that courageous. I'm talking about laughter. But laughter will help you in every area of your life. I'm telling you. I was gifted with a great sense of humor and um, a quick wit and all that kind of stuff. And I got to tell you, for all the things that I've been through in my life, and it's been a lot, my sense of humor has made a huge difference in getting me through those difficult times. And hey, it's just fun to laugh. So why not laugh more? So there's this saying, of course, that laughter is the best medicine, and it is. No question in my mind. And it's free. You don't need a prescription. You don't need an expensive insurance plan. So do whatever you can to find humor in life. Laugh. Make it a goal that you laugh every single day. I mean every single day. You can find something to laugh about. I talk a a lot about serious topics. I mean, I do. I talk about courage and making decisions and forgiving people and standing on your story and becoming your best self and having a good attitude and, and focusing on the right things and getting on your spiritual armor. And I talk about serious topics. I want to talk about laughter today, but it's also a serious topic. Now, if you were a friend of mine or a family member, or let's face it, if you knew me for five minutes, you'd know that I love laughing. My my brain is wired that way. I look at things in life in a funny way that others might not. I have laughed at very inopportune moments, probably when I shouldn't, but... <laughs> Why not? Says who? Who's in, who's, who's in charge? Who's the boss of me? So it reminds me of a couple of stories that, that I think are pretty funny. And I'm sure there are a bunch more. I probably should sit down and write them all out because I have these funny situations all the time. Like the time when my grandfather passed away and he'd actually been sick for a long time. He had Parkinson's and I was very close to my grandfather and just toward him. I had a pretty absent father growing up and I did end up with a really great stepdad later on. But so my grandfather was a father to us in a lot of ways. And he's just somebody we always looked up to. And he was a hoot, by the way. I mean, he was hilarious. He is Scottish, was Scottish. And um, that's where we get our little cheeky personality from and these crazy things. He would say the funniest things and he was sarcastic and self-deprecating and the whole thing, just like all the rest of us Scottish-Irish people. <laughs> so anyway, when my grandfather passed away, it was it was obviously very sad, but he had been with dementia and this Parkinson's for a long time. And so and it was also a relief that he was finally out of that, that situation. But so we were at the funeral home, my mom and I, and we were going through all the stuff for his service. And we're actually going to have the service at the funeral home at this chapel. So while the funeral director was getting things situated, I think for the newspaper article or whatever, he said, you want to go down this hall around that corner, whatever, go down here and you can go check out the chapel while I'm doing the rest of this paperwork. So my mom and I did and we were walking down and you know, it's kind of weird. I I think it was the first time I'd been in a funeral home actually. And so we're walking down this one hallway and they had viewing rooms in in this hallway. I, I, I didn't know what they were until this moment, but most of the doors were closed. 
But as we walked past this one door, it was open and there weren't other people around. So it was probably a, a, someone who worked at the funeral home, but we didn't know at the, at the time who it was. I'm hoping it was someone who worked there. So the door was open and somebody was standing over a body. And I had seen a couple of, of um, dead bodies. Um, I hate to say it that way. People that had passed on at funerals before where they had open casket and things like that. But for some reason, it really shocked me. I mean, when we looked over, we, we just kind of looked over and it was just, we were walking down the hall talking and, and, and my mom kind of went <gasps> like, you know, <laughs> she made this. And for some reason it cracked me up. My mom and I get in these situations where we would really crack up. So I started laughing and then she looked up from the, from this person that was laying there and I thought, oh my gosh, how horrifying. So I took off running because then my mom started laughing. So I took off running, laughing because I, I couldn't stop laughing and I had to get away from this person. I didn't want to be disrespectful. So we took off running and the hallway was almost where this chapel was. And there were these doors that you busted through, right? So literally my mom and I bust through these doors laughing hysterically the two of us we literally laid on the pews in this funeral home chapel and laid there cracking up now some people might have thought how irreverent how rude how could you laugh at a time where your grandfather's died i don't know the answer is i don't know i just like to laugh and i find humor in things and you know it maybe it was nervous laughter i'm not sure but we were cracking up and i know that if my grandfather could have spoken to us at that moment, he would have probably not said a word because he'd have been cracking up too. So that might seem kind of like a not great time to laugh, but why not? Okay, where the, where's the laughter police that are telling us we shouldn't laugh? And again, I, I try not to be disrespectful. I would hate to do that. However, <laughs> that reminds me of another story. When I was in college, um, well, I never went to college. I shouldn't say I was in college. I took a few night classes. I took a few night accounting classes at a community college when I was my early 20s. So I was taking this class and it was some kind of an accounting class. And this professor was, he was like the absent-minded professor. I mean, he was just so goofy, you know, that you almost were laughing while he was teaching. So there was this gal in my class and remember it's nighttime. And so it's dark outside, but with the light shining, you can kind of see the mirror. The window was like a mirror. And so she was sitting closer to the window. So when I would look at her, I could kind of see her and myself in this reflection. And so she was looking at him with a, a look like, what a ding dong, you know, the way he was just, he would just race around. I can't even explain how he was. He'd race around the classroom. He just was kind of goofy. So she looked over at me and said something. And I said, I know, look at him running around willy nilly. And just for some reason, when I said, look at him running around willy nilly, she starts laughing. So now I'm trying not to laugh. My gosh, I'm, I'm not in junior high school. I'm in my twenties in a college class. I can't be laughing at a professor. Uh, or maybe it wasn't even a professor. Maybe it was just a teacher, but whatever. I can't be laughing. There's all these adults here seriously trying to take this class. So I'm looking at her and I, I can't look at her anymore. But the problem was, oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. Got to switch that around. The problem was that I was closest to the window. So when I turned away from her, I was looking at the window. And when I looked at the window, it was a mirror and I could see her shoulders moving. She was silently laughing. I mean, she could not not laugh. I mean, the two of us did everything we could to not 
laugh. And I can't remember for some reason whether we had to get up and leave. I don't know even know how we controlled ourselves. Have you been in a situation like that where you couldn't stop laughing? My mom and I, oh my gosh, we did it again one time. We were at this Catholic wedding. And it was my mom and me and my dad. And it, it was the wedding was just beginning. And it wasn't... I don't think that, you know, the bride was up there quite yet, or maybe she, no, she was, she was, it was going, it was full on wedding. And I don't remember what my mom said something. And I said something back to her that was kind of funny. I mean, I guess if I kept my mouth shut, all these situations wouldn't occur, huh? So my mom starts laughing and I start laughing, but we can't stop. And my dad is going, knock it off, knock it off. And my stepdad that's has become my dad at this point, he's going stop like under his breath. You know, we had to get up. Thankfully, we were back toward the end, back of the wedding, um, the seating. We had to get up and go into the lobby of this church because we couldn't control ourselves. We couldn't stop laughing. Okay, so now I could, I could go on. I had another one at a funeral home, but I'm not going to go on right now. I've actually had two more at funeral homes. I could tell stories all day long of times that I just cracked up. I hope you can too. Or I hope that you can at least find a couple. I mean, do you have any good stories of when you just cracked up. Tell me that laughing, I'm talking full on laughing, fall against the wall, lay down on the sofa, whatever. That can't stop, shoulders moving, that kind of laughter. Tell me that doesn't feel good. You can't tell me that because there are actually psychological benefits. I mean, there is there are studies that have been done about the physical impact of laughter and how it's literally like taking a happy pill with no side effects, no, no negative side effects. So we should laugh all we can. Now, we can't always be in these huge situations like I just told you. But honestly, um, my husband and I both work from home. And honestly, we crack up all the time. I mean, one of us will say something or do something. I mean, it happens every day. You can find laughter in everyday situations. And that's what you really need to do especially when you're in these really dark times or difficult times or, or times of fear or things like that. It's not making light of your situation. It's making your situation better. So you got to figure out what can you do to get more laughter in your life? You know, and if, if you're not a funny person, you don't have a crazy brain like me that, you know, finds humor in everyday life, then get around some funny people. I mean, they're everywhere. You can watch funny movies or TV shows or whatever it is that makes you laugh. That reminds me again of uh, back at a, when I was working at this one company and we were, we were actually buying companies. And uh, so I was traveling a lot because I led this team of, of the due diligence team. We were a public company and we had to go get, audit all these companies that we were looking at buying. And um, so, I mean, I had this one time where I, by the way, I didn't laugh at the time. I was on this trip to San Francisco. I lived in Seattle and I was on a trip to San Francisco and I started feeling like I was getting sick when I left and I was on about a three-day trip. On the first day, I was so sick, really, really sick. I had a terrible sore throat and I'd picked this hotel. The, the company would put me up at whatever hotel, but I was always trying to help save the company money. <laughs> I don't know why, I guess, you know, I was there from the beginning and I just had that mindset. So I stayed at this hotel. It was kind of a cool hotel and everything, but it was in the art, art district, I think, and nobody ever slept all night long. The windows were made out of cellophane. It was so loud, I could hardly sleep. And when I got up the next morning, there was no hot water. 
Yeah. So it was really a comedy of errors and I won't get into all of it. It's actually a really, really funny story. And maybe sometime you'll hear me tell this funny story, but it was pretty funny. But at the time, all I could think of was this is terrible. This is just terrible. Anyway, I ended up having strep throat, by the way. But it was a really, really not funny situation. But I was able to go back and find humor in it. So I was at the office afterward, after my strep throat was cleared up, of course. And I was relaying this situation to another guy who was the head of the sales department. And he traveled a lot too. And so, you know, traveling is a pain. And by the way, back then, it wasn't even a pain like it is now. This was in the early 90s. And gosh, I could slide into the airport. I, I prided myself on being the last person on the airplane right? I mean, you, you went through some scanner thing, but there was no big security lines or anything like that. And you could just step onto the airplane. It was pretty cool. But anyway, even so traveling can be a pain. So when I got back, I was standing around with a couple of my coworkers, this one guy named Chris, and I was telling this story about, oh my gosh, the funny things that I saw out my window. Cause it was kind of a courtyard hotel and you could literally see into another window from someone else. And in the middle of all this, my strep throat and my you know, just feeling terrible and finding out that Jamie was sick too. And it turned out she had scarlet fever when I got back. And anyway, I looked through this window and there's this lady and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, what kind of a hotel? I thought this was a cool boutique hotel. What kind of a hotel am I in? I mean, the windows are made out of cellophane and the, and the water doesn't work and they couldn't switch me to another room and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, I look across the courtyard. I'm not joking. This isn't like a dream. I look across the courtyard and I can see into the window of another hotel room and this lady's in her bathroom with curlers in her hair smoking a cigarette. <laughs> I thought, what, what happened? Where did, I, where did I end up, you know? Anyway, so I, I come back and there's all different parts to this story. So I'm retelling the story. And in case you haven't guessed, yeah, I can tell stories. So I come back and I'm telling this story to my coworkers and we're all just cracking up and everything. And afterwards, Chris said to me, you know, that story is really not even, shouldn't have been funny. That was a terrible situation. But somehow you came back and you found all the humor in, in that story. He said, you're like a female Seinfeld. That's what he said to me. And I thought, I love that. You're like a female Seinfeld. He said, you find humor in everyday life. And I've always loved that ability to find humor in everyday life. Perhaps it's easier for people like me who are just naturally funny and my brain looks at things and finds humor in it and we're kind of witty and all that stuff but it doesn't matter who you are you can find humor in everyday life this is all about changing your mindset and it's really going to help you so figure out how to find humor in the big things in the little things in the daily things and if you remember my story I just told, that one was not funny at the time. But in looking back, I found it to be very humorous. So my friend Dawn, her mom passed away right before Christmas this year, which was just a couple of weeks ago. And I spoke with her that day. And I mean, quite a few times we communicated during that day. And she kept telling me all the funny things that she and her sister especially were remind, remembering about her mom. I guess her mom had a good sense of humor and they, she would send me these funny pictures and you know things about clowns and just different things that they were remembering. So yes, she had a lot of tears that day. She cried a lot. 
She was with her when she passed and she did, but in the middle of it all, she laughed. And you know what she said to me when I said, what can I do for you? She said, make me laugh. Isn't that amazing? Of all the things she could have asked me for, make me laugh. She wanted to laugh because she gets this. Dawn understands the power in laughter. How good it is for you, how good it makes you feel, how it lightens difficult moments and just makes life better. Find laughter in everyday life. Stay connected with me because especially on video or if you work with me in one of my coaching programs, you'll see a lot more of me and what I'm really like because like I said, anybody who's known me for more than five minutes has figured out that I like to laugh. I value humor and I hope you do too. Be sure to go to ValerieSilvera.com. Make sure you're on my email list so you can always stay updated on all the cool new stuff we have going on. Live events. I'd love to meet you in person. We've got a live event coming up in Palm Springs in June. I would love to see you there. So make sure you stay connected with me and I will help you to live a more courageous life. Have an awesome day and know that I'm always standing with you. Thanks again for listening to Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. Please be sure to follow me on social media and go to my website at ValerieSilvera.com where I have lots of awesome resources to help you stand up and fight and to remain standing. Link arms with me. You are not alone and you don't have to do this alone. Together, we can get through anything.